said, you motherfuckers is crazy. I said, I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. And now for our feature presentation. Wait, Murder. Baby. Come on. Okay. Yes, y'all in Weezy baby squawking Take pictures with bricks, some of them with quarters Send them across the border, my bitches originally from across the border But once mommy crossed the border to my hideaway across the border She lie across the floor and we tossed the whore I'm a floss for sure cause my whip is costing more Than all of yours put together, I'm good forever I'm rapping my hood whenever, wherever, however you want it I meddle your homie, hotter than kettles over the stove in the morning And I'm over the stove in the morning with a oil coke and some almond I swarm with the hammer in my arm full of ammo Face painted like the black Sambo Strapped like Rambo Can't nobody see the damn flow I have his body see the damn flow I'm so groovy I might know how to play a fucking banjo But I never tried And when I was 12 I took a bullet like a man yo But I never died I'm here now I'm that child Ta-da I let the tech blat out If you stay down no part Let your head out my Ain't got no brain on my sports car And shot that came out of sports bra Because I came on a sports bra I got game like a sports bra Cast the wings you brought master I have my boys masturbate on your broad faster Bag the hard in a plastic And watch how I go hard on the ab with it I move a jag tenant in your residential Swagger so tight it might pinch you Ice so bright it might irk you Slide in a urku Rims might hurt you Interior a murky Alright, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Life As I See It, the podcast. I'm your host, Jers, a.k.a. Life As I See It, episode 143. Uh, we got the homie Bad Lungs in the building, a.k.a. Woozy Vegas. We got yeah. C in the building. Uh, shouts to Rico Key, shouts to Gert. And, uh, you know, of course, before we get started, make sure that everybody out there is subscribed to the pod on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you can listen to podcasts. Make sure y'all hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. Check out all our visual content there. <clears throat> Excuse me. As well as Patreon. Uh, you can catch our visual content at patreon.com backslash life as I see it podcast. Uh, and this week, I first want to, well, first of all, I want to start out by giving a shout out uh, to family uh, shout out to the homie Quan, aka Mr. Giovanni, because as when y'all hear this episode, it'll be his B day. So shouts to him and happy B day. Um, one third of Rico Giovanni, fashion designer, graphic designer, photographer, amongst other things. So shouts to him, more life and, and all of that goodness. Um, but yeah, so where I want to start this week is I kind of want to start with this clip that I saw from Conway the Machine out of Griselda. Uh, it looked like he was kind of disgruntled, <laughs> if you want to call it that, at Funk Flex. And his message essentially was, we got to get these old gatekeepers out of the way because they're not showing love to real hip hop. They just deriding, as he put it, and they just hopping on whoever's hot and whoever's trendy. Uh, I actually, I agree, but I mean that's not a that's not something new. Dame Dash been screaming that for years. You know when they had a, a little back and forth a couple of years back, he was saying the same message. Why would you want to be fifty still working at the same job you've been at for forty years and still doing a young man's job? Uh, so Conway has a lot, had a lot to say about it. Uh, I'm actually gonna play a little bit of clip right here so y'all can kind of hear a little bit what he was saying. Like. 
New York and shit, my opinion, man, y'all gotta get them old niggas about the way, like flexing them niggas, man. Y'all you know I mean them gatekeepers that that y'all got up there, man. That's that's trying to dictate like who who who. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, bro. Good thing I don't need y'all niggas because if I needed y'all niggas, y'all niggas would be fake stifling my growth. Y'all don't play my shit. Sus one, you got on Wendy Williams show, nigga, on primetime TV, nigga, and like say it what you said. Flex you, every chance you get. You you said that. You got to stand on that, which you didn't like. Shit on us, like I want to make that clear, Goose. You know what I'm saying? So what I told you when I saying like, oh shit, he ain't saying nothing wrong. Shit, that's that ain't his motion. He don't listen to that shit. But it's like, what do you listen to then, bro? <laughs> it's clear what you listen to. You want to take right the niggas who lit and popular in the club and you know all that shit, nigga. That's what y'all niggas do. You know what I'm saying? That's the problem. We got to get rid of y'all niggas, man. All right. So, so Wooz, I want to start with you first, because uh, I believe you heard both what Conway had to say and reply to whatever Flex said or wrote. Uh, so how did this whole thing start from from your perspective? Um, I don't think Flex said anything. It's probably what he didn't say. You know what I'm saying? I know when they went up there the first time to do their freestyle as a whole, um, Flex wasn't giving it up. Flex was trying his hardest not to react to certain bars. Um, granted, Benny wasn't who he was. Conway was just was just getting getting um, I guess you could say quote unquote notoriety or whatever. And you either knew West or you didn't know West. So it was fairly like early in the ascension or whatever, but. You know how Flex be doing, dog. If if uh, designer go up there, you know me, Flex will go crazy. Yeah, because but, I, I see, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but right, because so I DJ, right? And obviously nowhere near a Flex or anybody on that caliber, but just as a DJ and just being in different settings, I'm learning something about myself that, yeah, I'm tapped into some of the newer music and the youth, but I'm not a sophomore in high school. I'm not 15 years old. So I don't really truly know what the quote unquote kids are listening to, right? So I'm coming to some of those realizations as I'm playing different uh, different places. And quite frankly, all of the music, I don't care for, right? So part of your job as a DJ is to play the crowd. Your job is to service the people. It's, you're still in the customer service business, right? So for Flex, somebody who's been there from literally the beginning, I feel like him at his age, he can't possibly feel so strongly the way he's trying to come across like all of this new young stuff is hot. And it's no shade to the young dudes. Let them do what they do, whatever. Everything ain't for everybody. But the fact that he be making all these faces and acting like, you know, shit is hot. I feel Conway on that because it's like, bro, you just you just on them right now because they're hot or they're the new trendy thing or they're popular or they on the radio and you're trying to get next to them and take pictures and all of that and i think that's goofy and that's kind of what conway was was calling out to him but but wools like you were saying so it wasn't really i guess what he said but what he didn't say when they came up there he just kind of was like acting like they, they ain't really had bars like that yeah and then um as time goes on i think um they had did the rap radar joint and then west said it there like i really don't rock with flex like that and then um when flex had um was on i guess he was on live with wallow and gilly 
and he was talking about and you know New York rappers and all that. That's the time when he said something about Fab, I think. Yeah, he was trying to act Remember like that? Fab yeah. wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So in that same convo, they, um, Wallow and them asked. I guess they was talking about New Jersey. I mean New in York, New York, Philly. right, right. And then Wallow brought up Griselda. Flex ain't even bring up Griselda. And then he tried to like you know get the political correct. And well, you know, I'm not mad, and it's not my what I listen to per se. I don't go to Griselda in the whip, but you know, I I, I'm, I understand what they do. I'm you know he hit him with one of those answers and. I guess because of where Flex, like Flex come from the 90s, though. He come from bars. He come from lyrical yeah, content. He come so from substance. It's kind of like a weird, and, a weird dynamic. And to piggyback, to piggyback off of that, when people go up there to rap and freestyle on Hot 97, on Funk Flex show, they're only coming with their best. Or, you know, supposedly, like, that's the idea. You come in with your best shit. And you giving them straight bars. That's what all of the all of the lyrical dudes do. So I felt Conway too. He was like, "Well, if you ain't listening to us, like, well, what what are you listening to? You know what I'm saying? Because you can't possibly be truly loving every new song from every new artist that come out. It's just there has to be some sort of disconnect at some point. There has to be because you're yeah, not. Yeah, my bad. I think a lot of um, Conway and them frustration is always because they're not from a borough. They're from Buffalo, New York, up top or whatever. And a lot of people that's like, quote unquote, you know, gatekeepers or whatever, they don't really, I don't know. Because if he was from the Bronx or Brooklyn, how, how how would he be received? One would never know, but one can assume that he would be received well more than he's being received now. Like. As far as radio-wise, because you got to remember, these guys don't get radio looks like that. Right, right, right. Nor do they make music for the radio. But when it comes to freestyling, anything that got to do with freestyling. That's the essence. That's what they do. Bars, they should be included, especially in NY, at minimum. Like, how are they going to LA Leakers more than they going to Flex? That's crazy. If you do the math. Now, see, and obviously all of us are fans of Griselda as a whole and each artist individually, but uh, what is your take on what Conway had to say? I mean, I I respect Flex for what he's done, but the nigga got his body done, so I really wouldn't care what he had to say. <laughs> like, y'all shouldn't even care. <laughs> I wouldn't even put no like stock into that. He's not the same flex that he used to be. If you're promoting weight loss and body, you know, like BBLs and shit, like what are you doing? So I really wouldn't care what he had to say. Um, they're doing a good job. Uh, I'm like, if the top niggas in the game like know who you are and they mess with you, then why do you care if he is doing that? You know, like. Y'all got whole verses. Like, mad people never got whole verses. <laughs> like, y'all got, you know, respect from people like that that do what y'all do and, and know what y'all do. And y'all got the streets. I wouldn't care about Flex at this point in time. From my perspective, I don't know so much that it's he cares as it is he's calling out the bullshit. He's saying, we got to get these dudes out of here because... As a New Yorker, scary. well, look, no, well, check. All right, you well, call it out. Well, look, as a New Yorker, right? If you're a New Yorker or from anywhere for that matter, you would hope that 
the people that are from where you from and who are the quote unquote gatekeepers, those people would champion the hometown sound or the hometown artists if not first, just as much as the out-of-town artists. No, and they don't. Nikki has said this. French has said this. Everybody has said this. For New York. Yes. New York. So then yes. why are you shocked or surprised? They're in New York. So I don't get it why you are mad about it. Like, just go to your core audience. Like, respect your fans. Don't go to the... You don't have to do radio anymore. So many podcasts out here. And people don't really listen to the radio. So I don't get why why they care. That's all I'm saying. Like, I get what your your point, but it's so many different ways to get, you know, around Flex. You don't have to, like, it. even say anything about him. Like, I, I, I wouldn't it. even address it. Well, uh, you mentioned Nicki Minaj. And uh, I believe, I don't know if it's a festival or something's happening overseas in London. Uh, I don't know what festival it is. But I saw Nikki, I saw Cardi, I saw Meg. So I saw, uh, I think, Roddy Rich as well. I don't know if that was the same. I don't know if that was in London as well. But uh, you saw Nicki Minaj come out and she did her moment for life verse. But really, she didn't do the verse. <laughs> she started it and the entire crowd of, it looked like 200,000 people rapped the entire verse. And that shit, anytime I see a crowd of people like that it always be like damn like i know that shit that ru that rush gotta feel crazy I, it takes me back to dmx when he was performing wherever exactly. he was overseas yep. like it was like woodstock or something I think, yeah or i think it was woodstock it's just like yo performing in front of that many people gotta feel crazy especially when everybody knows your shit singing and rapping your shit like that gotta be one of the best feelings ever for an artist um, so I know, see, you were saying that, I guess, oh, well, what was your reaction to that? Because I know you had something I, to say about that. I was like, that was fire. I was like, I would have cried if I was her just because of the song. Like, the song is Moment for Life. And like, when you listen to what she's saying on that song, like her verses or whatever, you know, it's like, even though it's a it's a pop record, it's still like she's still rapping. And that's like, I was very critical of Nikki before in the past because she used to get on my nerves when she used to date me. But now that she's married and <laughs> she's a mom and I kind of grew with her as an artist, like I kind of get what she did to get to where she had to be. And I, you can't do nothing but respect it. Um, as a woman, as a person, as a person who loves hip hop, you can't do nothing but respect her journey. And that shit is like, I mean, everybody was rapping other people's songs and stuff, but that song is old. And for people to like know that song and just like, and it be like, you know, it's, it, it would touch me. I ain't even gonna lie if I was an artist and they singing that song. Also, also uh, that song, like you said, is old. And if when they pan to the crowd, you saw a lot of young people, you know what I'm saying? We was in college probably when that song came out. So for, the young people who might Whoa, be teenagers. <laughs> hey. Don't put out our age like that. What you I talking mean... about we? <laughs> we, <laughs> nigga. We. <laughs> I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, so, you know, the fact that you have that connection with the youth and they know your shit. I mean, we know how big of a star Nikki is, but when you see it like that and you see these high schoolers or these young people also just as enamored as the girls who 
was singing and rapping it when it was actually out. I think that that's also super dope. Yeah, they talking about South, like Queens and Southside Jamaica and all that other stuff. I'm like, right. yo, y'all niggas is like, have I ever been there? Y'all right. be rapping about that. <laughs> I thought I, I mentioned Roddy Rich. I thought the clip of Roddy Rich performing his song was amazing too. Yeah, it was. It that was. was amazing. I'm like, yo, like Wolves, what's the give or take? What would you say is like the biggest crowd you performed in front of? That I performed in front of? Yeah. Probably like doing some change. Yeah. It definitely was a club though. Like, like a club. It wasn't no, no outdoor shit. Yeah. Yeah, I never, I mean, that don't really count as like outdoor. I, I did a pool party once. Like that wasn't, it was outside obviously, but that wasn't like a festival or no shit like that. Um, you said two and change. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know if I got, I'd probably say maybe one-ish for me. Probably like one-ish. But uh, yeah, man, I you know, that always, that always gets me when you see the Janet Jacksons of the world or, you know, like these big mega artists and they, even 50, I just seen 50 was over in uh, some crazy shit. I don't know, Yugoslavia or something. It was something wild. Uh, he you ain't gonna ask me where I performed at? <laughs> where you performed, see? <laughs> at church. And that was the biggest crowd I ever <laughs> What you say, his eyes on the sparrow? <laughs> About, <laughs> about 150. Uh, <laughs> lead soloist <laughs> all right today is a new day <laughs> uh, I don't like oh. the way you just skipped over me like that my Damn. bad my bad i'll be performing <laughs> or whatever <laughs> uh work now. I'm ready to sit with the king. So now check this out, right? Now, Drink Champs recently had an episode with Angie Martinez and Tiffany Haddish. Now, me personally, I've been, I kind of been off of Tiffany Haddish, uh, Haddish post- girls trip mainly because and i'm mainly speaking to her in movies and i think i watched her um one of her little stand-up specials to me she just hasn't been as funny right but i did check out the drink champs episode with her and angie and it just made me respect her a little differently which is why i love watching interviews because you get a different perspective and if people keeping it a hundred you can actually get to know you know their perspective, how they think, so on and so forth. So I actually grew to kind of respect her a little bit more because she was really on her business shit. Uh, and I just liked her perspective. She was sharp. Like one thing she said that, you know, she was like, you know, I act, I act stupid, but I ain't stupid. You know what I'm saying? And I know it's a simple thing to say, but a lot of times you can kind of get, you can kind of get it twisted or get that misconstrued if somebody always acting like a clown all the time, or, you know what I'm saying? If their profession, doesn't necessarily match up with their personality. But see, do you find Tiffany Haddish to be funny? Like, do you think she's funny? No. Um, my female comedy funny stuff would probably go more towards the more type. 
Um, I like her, um, but as I like Adele Givens too. Um, but as far as like her being funny, I like her. Like, okay, when she was in Girls Trip, I felt like they did not have to make her that character. I felt like that was too much. Um, she was doing too much. I did like her in Night School with Kevin Hart. I did like her there because she was a little bit more toned down. But I think that she, I, I respect her, just like you said, for what she's doing. And I think that I don't, I don't like the way that they portray her as to be like the dumb person, like a cold. Like that's what they try to portray her. Well, like who? A, well, who was the they that tries to portray her this way, and where would they be getting it from? I don't know if it's they. I don't know if it's her, um, because you know it's like she just walks around. She ready, I right? Have, like, and, like I, that's her. Out. I look at that yeah, as being as her. her. Yeah, but I don't. I I guess I don't like seeing that from right. her. Right. I would like to see her just her being her, like, you know, just like regular, cool, calm and collected. And I mean, who's to say that's not her? But I just don't I don't like it when people act like that because that is annoying to me. Um, it gets tiring exactly. to me to watch you do that. It's kind of like you just like, you know, cooning around, you know. Um, yeah. And and, for the man. and and like I said, a jigaboo. hearing her talk. <laughs> Let me know that she's in tune and she understands what's going on. Uh, but to your point, I feel the same way. It's tiring. It gets old. It gets old after a while. It's like, all right, like this is all you got for me. So. Yeah. But this Flojo thing that she about to do, I want to see how that changes her. You know, um, that's going to change my perspective in a way. I kind of feel like she's OK to do it because. Not okay to do it because it doesn't matter what I think, but I kind of am getting to the point where I can be like, all right, she could do it because I feel like she does have the acting skills to do it and she might put some comedy relief to it or whatever. So, or what comedic relief to it or whatever. So, I mean, it is what it is, but I respect her for what she's done for herself. That That's, that's good. That's always good. Wolves, do you think she's funny? Do you find that to be funny? Is that your type of comedy? Like, what's your thoughts on Tiffany Haddish? Yeah, she all right. I, I second um C's opinion on on female comic stand up wise some more. Jersey, but um, <laughs> she's like a on some movie. I hate to say it, typecast, typical that Definitely. character. Yeah, definitely typecast. Definitely typecast. With her, but um, yeah, I don't know. Ever since she dated on um, my man, she been Comment. wilding for me. <laughs> she kind of, she, so she kind of <laughs> alluded to the fact that she was saying, "Look, I'm successful. A lot of men don't know how to handle successful women." And she was oh, like, "Whatever." I'm, I know because Common's successful, so it's not like he just no, anybody. Common dated Serena Williams. You're not more successful than Serena Williams. Like, you're just not. Or Erica Badu. This is true, but. <laughs> From her perspective, she never exclusively said it, but she was kind of insinuating that she be busy and she be doing stuff. And she's like, he's busy, I guess, as if to say, like, he ain't getting work like that or something. I don't really know. What? I don't know. Because Common does every award show. He does all of the fucking... He's Nigga, Com Common was like, nah, man, you got to drink fucking herbs and Dr. Sebi dying. <laughs> If he has, like, nigga, if you don't think I'm about to go on Slauson and get me some ribs and stuff, you fuck it. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's how that went, dude. Okay. 
There it is. But I'll nah, take man, it. we about the motherfucker light incense and walk around with our f- with no with no with no nothing. She like nigga, I'm about to light a bunt and throw some Crocs on. What the fuck you talking about? <laughs> I don't even think it. I, I think it, it might have been like something weird, like, weird like that. But I just don't think that she he can't handle her success. Serena Williams is way more successful than you. And I'm not, that's no shade. She's way more successful than me. But and he dated her. I, well, she's so, more successful than oh, the majority of women in history. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. So that's why I'm just like, what are you talking about? And before he average. dated, before he dated Tiffany Haddish, he dated Angela Rye. And Angela Rye is also very successful and a dime piece as well. So I I'm love not Angela Rye. I exactly. Love so, and that's not to say that Tiffany Haddish is not a dime piece as well. She's very pretty and and gorgeous and stuff. But you're not going to sit here and tell me that your success was um, intimidating to him because that's all he dates is successful women. He dated Taraji, if I'm not mistaken. He's dated women while they were at their peak. And Common been outside. <laughs> yes, Common has been outside for years, sitting on that stoop, talking about you. Oh my, he, he he low he low key sniping. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He is yeah. hyping. He's not low key. He high key. Yeah. I think that's what him and Drake got in the beef about. Serena. He did. And he called them salt. He said, You sweet motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he said, You sweet. He said, Girls could look at you and tell you sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and then wrote a poem. Look at that. <laughs> he said, You ain't mad enough to go against me. <laughs> he said, You coming out singing la 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 la. <laughs> nah, hold on, hold on, real quick. We got to play that real quick. Hold on. <laughs> I gotta insert a little p- portion of that fucking shit because that was two that niggas, was classic. Two niggas fighting with smoothies is crazy. <laughs> you know, you know, man, you should know where I come from. You should know who I am, nigga. Nigga, you know, you should never want to go against me. You know, man, you too soft for that, man. I be seeing you, man. I see it in your eyes, man. You ain't the type of nigga that can go against me. You get in my presence, you gon' feel like a little hoe. You ain't a man yet, man. You trying to be somebody else. Man, be yourself, man. You come around my crib, you get your shit took, huh? Wherever you go, you probably be overseas in Europe and get your shit took. You's a hoe. You know you sweet. Ain't nothing you can do, man. People see that, man. Bros be seeing you sweet. Done with you, love. It's over for you. It's over for you. It's over, sweet motherfucker. Yeah, so now nah, comment is crazy. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. <laughs> that shit is hilarious. Um, so transitioning really quick to some more foolery that's happening in the world i saw uh they report that it's a new thing now that they're trying to change the word mother and instead refer to mothers as birth parent and they're calling this some kind of gender identity recognition something like you know what i'm saying i just think they again are continuously taking this shit too far it makes absolutely no sense to change the word mother. Why? Why are we doing this? Who are you appeasing? And why <laughs> would you possibly be
be offended at something that already is. Like we've said this before, words mean things. It already has a definition. So what are you doing trying to omit that for whoever wants to change their gender and now whatever the case may be? Uh, Also, Macy Gray was just kind of villainized uh, the other day or the other week about coming out and saying, just because a person changes their body parts or a man changes their body parts, it doesn't make them a woman. Uh, Yeah, there's more to, and see, you can speak to that more than us, but like there's more to being a woman than body parts. Like, so I just don't understand all of this uproar and all of this changing of the guards, (laughs) so to speak. But um, when you saw that, see, changing mother to birth parent, what was your immediate reaction? I mean, it's more to being a woman than like, you know, bearing children, um, calling yourself a mother. It, it's, I don't, I'm just confused. And I really hate America. And I really do not like the way that they, um, the way that they hate women. You could tell it's just like an attack on being a woman right now. And it's coming from all angles. And I understood, of course I understood what Macy Gray was saying because she wasn't wrong. She was telling the truth. Um, some women actually can't have children. That does not make them less of a woman or less than a mother. Um, you have women who have to go through in vitro fertilization, people who have to, you know, get a surrogate. So they're still a woman. When you are born with natural estrogen and you are born, you know, a female, a woman, you should not feel ashamed of that you should not say oh I can't say female or I can't say I can't be a mother or I can't be a woman you should not be ashamed to use those pronouns and define yourself because of the LBGT whatever whatever community is uh shaming you for that because they are now transitioning to become you and you can do that as much as doctors can allow it to be but you will never be a real woman And that's just what it is. And they need to accept that. And most of them do. Most of the transgenders accept it. And they are okay with that. Um, Because we were all made from a woman. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happened. So you can't, God gave that power to women. And that's not to get, you know, biblical or whatever. But I'm just saying that's what they did to create life. And... I just, I don't understand why it is being scrutinized to the point to where as though they're trying to change the definition of a woman and what a woman can do and her rights and what she should be doing so much in society today. I don't know if it's because women are starting to, you know, um, wanting to be heard with that Me Too movement. I don't know if this is to counter that or, you know, or maybe just a power, doing. maybe just power also. It's always power, right? It's always I mean, money and, and it power. it could be because homegirl became the vice president. So we never know. This could be, men may feel challenged in that way. And they might feel like we need to, you know, draw this back. Like, you know, you can't be anything you want to be. And you can't do whatever you want to do because you're a woman. So maybe that's what that is, too. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild out here. Uh Wolves, you got anything to add? Man, ever since we found out um, Christopher Columbus ain't discovered America, they just been throwing shit at us. You hear me? <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Every day is a new day. This day, twin day, my brother day, love your mom day. Like, now it's this shit. Now it seems the shit where they motherfucker put 
damn near put a baby in like a bowl and just watch the motherfucker grow like a chia pet through a, a sack. <laughs> <laughs> through a sack, you hear me? So you no longer have to, you know what I mean, stop what you're doing. You can be a full corporate mother and watch your kid grow from the, the windowsill. I don't know, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh <laughs> That's all I got for you, man. Power, power to the people. Power to the people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna... Power to the people. <laughs> Dick Gregory told us, didn't he? Yeah, it did. It's all a game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all a game. You got to stay on the road. I guess keep it in the road, man. Keep it in the road, as my OG say. <laughs> keep it in the road. <laughs> always, always, always keep, you know what I mean? Clean your mirrors. Look at your mirrors from time to time. Stay in the road, man. <laughs> Because, man, listen, bro. <laughs> Traffic could throw you off, won't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hear me? Oh, my God. That's a traffic jam. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Nas, Nas, Nas told me that um, it's pork and jello. Yeah, he did. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you know, soon uh, I, I just yeah. As soon as we found out Christopher Columbus ain't discovering, they had to change all that up. Nigga, they just been throwing it. That's all. That's my take on that one. Yeah, man. I think everybody can coexist without again trying to be so uniform in our thinking. Period. Like think what you I think. never seen. I never seen so many motherfuckers lining up to chop off their glizzy and just give it. You know what I mean, <laughs> I, I never seen it, dog. <laughs> And then oh, I, just, I ain't never seen that many motherfuckers line up the motherfuckers take their flappers off. It's crazy, <laughs> man. It's crazy what's going on out here. I don't know what Pac and Biggie would have been doing right about now. <laughs> Yo. Oh, yeah, we getting canceled. <laughs> All right, what I said? I said yeah. glizzies and flappers. We good. Nah, we good. We good. Glizzies and flappers are, you know, <laughs> not politically correct. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's them golden retriever ears that they be having. They be trying to trade them in. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work. Yeah. So. <laughs> Prepare. <laughs> oh, no, we getting canceled. It's all good. I ain't never all looking right. at man. Like, you know what? So trade this shit in, dog. Let me see what the fuck I get for this. So <laughs> <laughs> trade, trade this the fuck in, man. Because <laughs> this shit got me here. I'm trying to figure out what the other shit going to get me. Uh, I done got this far with this. <laughs> Let's see. I'm seeing people taking trips, putting their feet in the sand. I'm like, God damn, let trade my shit in real quick. <laughs> my so, bad, brother. I took us all around, <laughs> around the world, but my bad. I'm trying my hardest to dance around this one. Nah, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? Christopher Columbus. I blame this shit on finding out Christopher Columbus ain't discover America. Plymouth, we ain't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. Yes, sir. You know no class. <laughs> Um, well, look, speaking of getting canceled, uh, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle came out with a new special uh, on Netflix. Really what it was was his acceptance speech to when the Duke Ellington School, I guess, of Performing Arts, where he went in D.C., they wanted to rename their theater after him. 
and he made it into a Netflix special where he gave his uh, kind of acceptance speech at the at the high school. Did did y'all did either of y'all see it? Uh, I didn't see it. I saw the beginning. I didn't see that whole thing. Yeah, uh, it's Dave in typical Dave style. Uh, you know, not overly incredibly funny, but powerful message. Definitely, he's a master at his craft. He kind of started talking his shit, you know, not to give it away, but he kind of started, you know, talking his shit like, yo, I'm him, essentially. And I'll, I, I will say this one thing because it, it made me think. And he said, all you have to do is if you have an idea, then execute it and you can beat me. If you, you know, like he was saying, as long as you put the work in, you can top me with certainty. But the key is challenge yourself to do that. And uh, the fact that he was speaking about the freedom of expression is kind of what we're also speaking about as it pertains to the last topic we were talking about. And just in general, like your freedom of expression, especially when it comes to art, right? Like even this, we're doing a podcast and sure, we're shooting the shit as friends, whatever the case may be, but there is an audience that listens and it's an art form. So in our art, if this is how we choose to display our art, it is for some people and it isn't for other people. And the people that it's not for should be okay with it not being for them and going to do and indulge in what is for them. But I think too many times with art, we want to put our own feelings and opinions on everybody else. And that's just, that's just bullshit. But shouts to Dave Chappelle for just another dope uh you know display of what it is that he does and i think everybody should check it out it's real short it's less than an hour it's like 40 45 minutes uh but i, I thought it was really dope so yeah i should definitely definitely check that out um <clears throat> basketball right now i don't know we still where are we with this uh kd Kyrie situation because it seems to have gotten a little quiet after the after the first few days so Right now, is Utah still is Utah still the move, or we don't know? It's just in limbo right now. Oh uh, well, I mean, I don't know, and I don't care. So maybe that's it. Uh, <laughs> stop caring because I just didn't think that nobody was gonna um, trade for either one of them. Uh, mainly because you know everyone's already set up, and they're not trying to go to a team that's not really set up. It just didn't look too good for them except for the Lakers um but I don't know we don't know we shall see I guess I yeah <laughs> speaking of speaking of what we shall see see uh I know that of course you are a big Beyonce fan would you consider yourself in the Beehive yeah okay you in the Beehive uh Beyonce is coming out with a new album at the end of this year and based mm -hmm. based on the song that she came out with, the Break My Soul mm -hmm. House yeah, record joint, um, what do it. you what do you look forward to? I, I, obviously, you look forward to it because you're a big fan. But like, can you even tell what direction she's going in? Do you think she's gonna have more of what she gave you, or like, what's your thoughts? Like, how did that make you feel about a new album coming? To be perfectly honest with you, the Break My Soul thing, I didn't like it at first. But I mean, it's good for TikTok. It's good for, you know, like, I guess, I don't know, people. 
other people besides me. I wasn't looking forward to that myself. But um, it's a feel-good song. I mean, I guess you got to be in that mood, in that zone or whatever. But um, I guess I'm looking forward to hearing just something other than that. Um, <laughs> something else, I guess. <laughs> I was trying to find a way to say it. But, like, something else. Like, I like, I don't know, because she might be on her whole stuff. <laughs> on my old stuff about my old albums. So, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm looking forward to classic Beyonce. But I did like the song that she did for, um... The King, Lion King, King Richard. Oh, oh, oh. No, the King Richard soundtrack. I mean, I like the Lion King one too, but I like that one too, the one that she did for um King Richard. That was that was dope. The one that she performed in the Grammy. Was it the Grammys or the Oscar? It was somewhere. I don't remember her performer, but I remember I, you talking about the song that like played at the end of the movie or some shit like that. Yeah, or? she performed that at the Oscars and they had her taping it um in Compton. Oh, I think uh She opened up the Oscars with that. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's the move. Yeah, that's where. Yeah, that's where all that happened. So that happened. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to. I don't know because I, I just want to see her. Like I just want to hear it. That's it. That's all. Just not that though. I don't want that. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that record either. And, but I do like the Drake album. I know. I know they're still in that same house thing, but. I, it's I, made for like the Russell Westbrooks, like you know, real sassy people. Oh shit! <laughs> no, oh, yeah. Was, oh yeah, we getting canceled. <laughs> no, was, I'm not saying it like he's like that. I'm just saying, oh. like you know, he was singing to it, like and grooving to it, and he was like, "You won't break my soul like that." So you called like, that man sassy. <laughs> I didn't call him sassy. His wardrobe called him sassy. Oh, I just said what everybody was saying. All right, fuck it. I no, but that's not bad. He's a great guy. That's not bad. Hey, Wolves, you, would you like to be called sassy? Oh, nah. <laughs> that's what I'm going for. <laughs> exactly. If you're clothes, if you're wearing a blouse. Not me personally, but I'm saying like, if, me personally, I don't do nothing sassy. I don't have nothing sassy in there. No sass on? No sass on. No I don't spicy. even get salty. Nah. But some people, like, they want that reaction. They want the, um, you ain't nothing but a hoochie daddy. Hoochie daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they want the, the, the sass, sass of France. <laughs> exactly. So that wasn't a diss. I don't like it when, like, you know, when people talk about him badly. I still like him as a player, but he do be wearing sassy clothes. And he was grooving to the song. He was like, you won't break my soul in the car. So it's made for people like that. Like, you know, like that, like to get a little sassy from time to time. Ain't nothing wrong with that. All right. Like, it's, like, it's like eating a hot dog. Ain't no, they done ruined that one. So it's over. <laughs> Ain't no cool way to do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Hell to the nah, nah, nah. <laughs> so when y'all stop eating hot dogs? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I've been stopped eating hot dogs because of, you know what I mean, processed it ain't, and all that. It ain't, it ain't official, you hear me? All right, so wait, how old was y'all when y'all stopped eating hot dogs? Me, probably like 16, 17. Okay. All right. Nah, I was late in the game. Uh, I don't know. I was in my 20s, though. Probably. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was early in the game, though. 
Yeah, after that, I would chop it. I would cut it up and eat it with the French fries. But I wouldn't throw it in the You ain't keep it true to form. <laughs> You know when they grab the relish and the mustard, that's like you know, loading the clip. You was trying to gourmet your hot dog, trying to cut it up like it was a steak or something. Oh, Let me cut this up. Oh, <laughs> shit, yo. Well, the Peruvians, that's what they do. They call it Sachi Papa, and they just cut up hot dogs with french fries and put Hella sauce on top. Now of that me. name is sassy. That's a sassy name. That's not like something you would say to your man if he look good. That's your papa. Like that's how I'm good. Say that. Yeah, that's crazy. You said that's Peruvian. That's your papa. Yeah, Peru. <laughs> <laughs> that song is hard. I though. do like Peruvian food, though. I do like their the way they make their chicken and stuff. I've been in a couple of restaurants. They you, do uh, food. you ever have a uh, Portuguese food? No, I have not. Well, you fuck with you fuck with Portuguese, Portuguese tavern before, right? You know it, Portuguese, yeah. Italian. Only probably one I really don't like the least, but I still like is Indian food. Yeah, I just don't like the smell of it. Yeah, I like Indian food too, and I'm with you on that. I don't like the smell of it, but I like it. Do y'all eat sushi? Crazy. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, <clears throat> see, do you do uh, raw sushi, cooked sushi, or both? I do it all. Yeah. Yeah. The raw, the cooked. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't do the raw sushi. Like, I need my shit cooked. Yeah, I do raw. Give me sushi. a tempura or something. I could do that. So it's, still, it's still sushi if it's cooked. I was under the impression that sushi is raw. No. no it's I, I was under that impression too. Honestly, before I got with wifey, I never even touched it, but she fucked with it. She she fucked with raw sushi and regular sushi. And um, so I was never even really trying to try it. And then one day I caught myself being like, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna try it. So I'm looking at the menu. I'm like, right, I just get the salmon. Like, fuck it, I fuck with salmon. The shit was raw salmon. Fuck me up. Disgusting. Like what they how they explain how they how they explain it is so it is raw, but they still put a certain amount of heat to it to kind of like I guess maybe try to disinfect it or you know cook off the mm-hmm. burn off the whatever. But they don't they don't keep it on <laughs> keep it on four hundred for for fifteen to twenty minutes. <laughs> So, uh, but shrimp tempura is, you know, stuff like that. That's good. Oh, so you should, you should just thaw, thaw it out. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, bro. It's not, it's not for me. Um, it's not for me. You know, every time I think about sushi or Japanese anything, I kind of, I kind of get mad slash sad <laughs> because you know the Olympics were supposed to be two years ago. <clears throat> Excuse me, and. We were trying to go to the Olympics in Japan. And Tokyo for me has always been like on my bucket list. Like I like Japanese culture. I think they're dope. And I just always wanted to go and visit. So it would have just so happened that it would have been the Olympics and it would have been my birthday. So it would have been the OD super fire trip. And then COVID happened. So they ended up having the Olympics last year, but you know, 
you can't just <laughs> you can't exactly just go to Japan every year. You got to plan for that. So life happened and it's, it's probably over for a minute. So I get mad because I'm like, damn, yo, I could have really got some official, you know, Japanese food and and all of that. Like when y'all travel places, do you prefer to play the resorts or do y'all like to be amongst the people and kind of go out and venture off a little bit? I like to be amongst the folks. Yeah, I think that's how you how you really get the the true essence of visiting a different place. Don't get me wrong, on a resort, it's beautiful because you got the weather. A lot of times you might have all inclusive, whatever, and and that's cool. And maybe you could do some excursions where you go off and do some other shit. But I feel like when you are amongst the locals, you kind of really get a sense of the different way of life, and that's. Part of the reason why I like to travel is to experience some of those different things. But see, what about you? I, damn, um, I'm ignorant, but I do go off the resort all the time. But I really don't, and I know this sounds crazy, and I know people probably gonna be like, what do you care about? But I don't. I know that sounds crazy, but I don't really care about the way of life of others. Um, Probably the only place that I would probably care about that would be Africa um, because I do want to see that and I do want to see how that, like the culture in Africa. But as far as like just going on a trip just to experience what other people experience, no, I don't because half of the time is depressing and I don't want to be depressed while I'm traveling because a lot of it is like an impoverished, like that's what I see before I get to the resort. Sometimes there's a lot of impoverished uh cities and towns and stuff and when you're traveling outside of that like with the exception of like maybe Panama because when I went to Panama Panama City is beautiful like downtown Panama is like really really beautiful. I love I love Panama City um but when I went to Nicaragua it was like that when I went to Turks it was like that like you know like different places um I've seen too many you know Poor, plate, poor, you know, cities and stuff before I get to the resort. So it's kind of like you feel, it makes you not feel so happy, you know, looking at that and seeing that. But well, um, it all depends on where you go, though, right? Because, like, I mean, obviously there are slums everywhere, right? But, like, let's say, yeah. for example, if you went to Italy or Paris or or London, all of those places have, have hoods or terrible places, slums, whatever the case may be. But, like, it may not be that in, say, uh, Italy or something like that. Like, it may, you may not see exactly, you know, what you're what you're saying that you see. And it may actually be, you know, different or some sort of experience. Now, if you don't care, you don't care. That's cool. But I understand what you're saying because, like, you know, when you go to the Caribbean or when you go to the islands, a lot of times it's, it's definitely like that. Yeah. South, South America, you know, places like that. It's definitely like that. Um, but... You know, it's a big world out here. <laughs> exactly. No, but I've traveled. Like, I've gone different mm. places and, like, seen them because the people that I've been with were, like, we're going. So you can stay here by yourself or, you know, jump on board. So <laughs> I've done that. But um, would I prefer to really do that? No. Like, like I said, the only place that I would really want to do that is Africa. Like, and I, in DR, like, I did that in DR. DR was fun. Yeah, so it wasn't well, like... Well, see, DR is like, it's poor too. Yeah, but it wasn't bad where we were at. So it wasn't like extremely poor. You get what I'm saying? Like it wasn't the 
it wasn't as bad as Nicaragua. And like, that was the worst I've ever seen. Like that, I didn't want to go back. Yeah, you got to be safe. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you go (laughs) to certain places, like, you got to be safe. Like, you know, damn all of that. You got to be safe. You're not from there. You don't know nothing about nothing. You probably don't speak the language. Like, you got to relax. So. And then when you're, like, with your driver and stuff, you got to be sure that this is not a setup. Like, that they not trying to, you know, run you or whatever. You got to be. Yeah, because you in the jungle. Exactly. Like, you have to make sure that this is a safe situation. So, it's difficult to kind of assess that too. What was that movie? I don't know if y'all saw. It was a movie with, uh, I think it was Idris Elba, if I'm not mistaken, where he was like a, he was like a, a, a leader of like a refugee camp or something like that. Oh um, yeah, I forgot the name of it, but I know what you're talking about. That was a good movie, but when you were describing what you was just describing, I'm picturing shit like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Jungle, mm-hmm. trees, and just like, you don't know where up is left from right and all of that. It's like, exactly. yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. No, <laughs> I'm yeah. not doing that. But, you know, I certainly would want to go to um, like South Africa, right? For example, yeah. I want to, I want to go to Cape Town, right? I want to go to also um, Johannesburg. Me so too. When in Johannesburg, I spoke to somebody recently, I can't remember who it was, but they basically said that that was one of the best trips that they ever had. But now they had someone who was from there and who kind of took them around. Johannesburg yeah. in particular, you know, Johannesburg is like real historic. Obviously that's where Apart Nelson Mandela, uh, right. Um, and Nelson Mandela was in prison and all of those things. So there's a lot of historical value there as well. But um, places like that, I do want to just see, you know? Well, like, let me just say, in Camden, they had a program where we read this book that was called Capper Boy. Um, and it was before I got to the school that um, that I went to for high school, but my cousin, she graduated from that school and they took some of the kids for their eighth grade trip to uh, South Africa, to Johannesburg, based off of that book to give them that experience. So wow. that right there was dope, yes. So hey, that, no, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, oh, no, I was about to say, hey, what so where is a bucket place of yours or like some of your bucket place destinations where you like, before it's all said and done, like you feel like you have to go here. You really want to make sure that you go here. I like cold weather, man. I'm, I'm crazy with it. I, I want to go to a, a Montreal and Toronto, Tokyo. bro. You yeah, said Montreal, Montreal over Tokyo, uh, over Toronto. Why? Just because of the culture. Culture is different. So Montreal is one of the few. If people don't know, Canada is basically. I guess they they own some. That's probably considered still the UK, right? Because that's like. The don't English get me to lie. I, I I I can't say. I don't Montreal, know. They still talk French. Well, Canada, they talk English, but Montreal, they still be out there on their French joint. So okay. it's a whole different, um, whole different yeah. uh, culture out there. Yeah, and you have to. Great talks, Patois. Is that why he speaks like what, that? Well, no. Uh, Toronto is very cultural, or uh, uh, is very Caribbean. Well, Jamaican. Yeah, yeah, Caribbean. yeah, a lot yeah, of Caribbean. He talked Patois like he speaks well, that because they do. Because Toronto yeah. is full of people from the islands all over. 
Um, I've been to Toronto. Toronto is beautiful and it's like a cleaner, nicer New York city. Um, but I definitely want to go back because it is and was dope when I went. Montreal, I never necessarily considered it. Like you said, it's cold, man. If it wasn't for the cold, I would consider living in Canada because again, it's nicer. They, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're just, I feel like their government is a little better. Now they have their downsides too. But in comparison to America, I fuck with Canada. Yeah, uh, Tokyo. Tokyo for sure. I want to hit Tokyo up before I die. Yeah, man. So look, when we go, let's let's all just make it one big trip if it lines up that way. Cause it, it'll make it even doper if it's like a big group of us. But Tokyo is still on my bucket list. I want to let it air out a little bit. <laughs> you know, it's been a lot going on last few years. So <laughs> let it air out a little bit, but I definitely <laughs> definitely want to go to Tokyo for sure let it breathe I, I definitely don't ever want to go to Tokyo um you trash but... see you trash <laughs> no I don't want fucking to be trash I I will tell you later how I feel about being around these people well never mind all right bye <laughs> she, she, <laughs> she has left the building ladies and gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not nah, people. but the ill shit about Japan is it's OD safe. Their whole culture is about honor and respect. So there's not. Are you not, serious? Did I'm they 100% just kill their serious. prime minister or somebody who Japan? Their prime minister. No. Who did that? Where that was, was that? that wasn't Japan or Tokyo. Um, where was it? Uh, prime minister. Uh, where was that? It was somewhere over there where nah. they thought it was safe. Yeah, some nah, it they wasn't. They thought it was safe. It's not Korea because they would have nah. got done up. It was it somebody. It definitely wasn't Japan, though. It definitely was. You talk about the. You talking about um, who was a who was assassinated when they were sleeping? Yeah. 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 Nah, I don't even think it was an Asian nation. Honestly, I think it was. He looked it. Nah. Nah, you bugging. It wasn't. I, I gotta. I gotta find that. It definitely wasn't over there though. But nah, Japan is one of the safest places in the world. No, like Tokyo in particular, literally is one of the safest places in the world. You could look at, like they don't. They have low crime. Like you know, obviously you want to not be all fucking loose with it, but niggas don't be getting robbed on the street like that. And and like it's not like that. Like it's not like that. Again, there's no such thing as it never happening, but. It's very safe. It's very safe. So, but um, did you say see where you wanted to go? Um, like bucket list type shit or before it's all said and done. I would like to go to Africa. Um, and probably uh, Italy is, is like my bucket list place uh, that yeah. I have planned on going. I agree. I forgot about Italy and Africa. So, so see, see, um, what part of Africa? Um, South Africa. I want to go to Tanzania. Um, I want to just do all. Well, if I could, I probably just do all parts of Africa if I can. The whole continent, huh? I could, <laughs> like, not saying like go like in one time and try to do it. No, I would just go back. <laughs> Where you have a, you have a, a ninety-three week vacation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I saw the whole Africa in a in a whopping ninety three weeks. <laughs> like, Donna, like I just want to do different things, but I want to take. I'm gonna wait and probably do at least like a two week trip with my kids when they get older. That's the place that I'm going to take them 
Lord willing, like when I get older, I'll be able to take them. And that's like our family trip that, but I want to do that when they get older, but yeah. me and my man going to go before then, like by right. ourselves. And then we take them when they like 16, 17, maybe, I don't know, like when they can appreciate that y'all going to Africa, because mm-hmm. I don't want to take you when you're young, because you just think this is normal. No, <laughs> we are going back. <laughs> and I want you to Yeah, maybe high school or eighth grade summer going into high school, some yeah, shit like that. Like, yeah. I want you to understand what I had to do to get you here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Africa, Africa, in my opinion, should be on everybody's list, honestly. Um, it should, but... Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely South Africa for me. I, I mentioned my two places in South Africa. And also uh, West Africa too, maybe Ghana, probably Ghana, definitely Ghana, actually, definitely Ghana, um, and Greece. I want to go to Greece. I want to visit. Oh Greece. yeah, Greece is good too. But yeah, yeah, that's not like a bucket list. It's like if I go, I go. Uh, but I do like Greece. Yeah, um, and Tokyo. Those are my three. Those are my three. But I do want to visit like other continents or like, you know, just. It was the Japanese prime minister. I'm sorry. Japan. My bad. No, you said Japan, but so what, tell me what happened. I said Japan. You did say Japan. Tell me what happened. Good. So, Um, because I don't know about this story. It was everywhere. He got assassinated. It was a extreme rare act of gun violence in the country because they don't really have gun violence, but. This guy came up and uh, assassinated him out in the crowd, I believe. Okay, all right, I stand corrected. I definitely didn't hear that because I do know it was somewhere else where um, he, it was some other prime, because how recent was this? This, this was like, like a few days, three ago? days ago. Oh yeah, yes. no, nah, this, this what I'm talking about maybe was a couple months ago. Nah, this is like recent, like it happened last week sometime and it was on like world news. Oh, wow, I didn't even hear about that. I didn't even hear about that. Um, but nonetheless, like you said, they don't typically have gun violence. So um, it is still in Tokyo in particular, it is a very, it's considered a very safe place. Um, but yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I think traveling is dope though and essential for people. I think you got to get outside your wheelhouse to kind of, you know, just experience different things and grow. That's just my opinion. Um, now, the Supreme Team has a new doc that was released on Showtime. Nas executive produced it. Nas has been on fire too, by the way. Like the shit that he's been executive producing and being a part of in the film world is super dope. Like he actually executive produced the video music box um, story or documentary that's awesome on Showtime. And um, this one was good too. I didn't see the whole thing. It's like a three part um, docu series, if you will. And I saw the first two. Uh, Wolves, how familiar have you been or are you with the Supreme Team story? Like, are you kind of more surface or you kind of, you know, know a little something about a little something? I just knew. Well, I've seen all three episodes, by the way. Okay. So shout out to Master Phil, man. They, they, they killing it. They're killing Especially it. with whatever partnership. I guess they got a partnership with Showtime. Mm-hmm. But um, nah, this gave me a little bit more insight on what was shaking and moving and like what they, cause I was, I was always confused on like, well, I didn't know they separated their case from murder, from murder Inc. I thought they was all like in one 
You know what I mean? I thought that joint was all together and he just got found guilty and they didn't. So that was interesting. And just to see how they was maneuvering. And they had knowledge itself and like they ain't really talk too much about Bimmy. This is more about uh um Supreme and Supreme his, and, and Prince. Yeah, and Prince. Couple other players, but Bimmy wasn't in there, which is interesting. It is interesting because I just knew he was gonna be, you know what I'm saying? So that nah, was that was so interesting to me. That's a whole other cause now Bimmy doing mad. He gonna be doing his little shit with fifty. You know what I'm saying? And I guess, I don't know. That's the old shit. But to make a long story short, now nah, it was dope. And it broke down um, what uh, what initially got them caught up. And it all stemmed from the, the uh, a cop being murdered in cold blood. And they still was on them from them. Now, check this out. The Carter reference from New Jack City. Did you know that that was loosely based on... Queens, because I thought that was some Harlem shit in real life. Well, yeah, well, the movie was on some Harlem No, I know, shit, but I'm saying in real life, I thought that it was some Harlem shit that, you know what I'm saying? They just changed the name, but I thought that it was niggas from Harlem versus Queens. Did you always know that? Well, I know from hustling around that time when crack hit, 80s, early 90s, Harlem dudes would always like control a whole building. Right. Each floor and shit like that. So now they did say that whatever, it's loosely based on Supreme Team and all that, like as far as the whole New Jack City character of it. But um that's how they was trapping around that time. And Queens, Bronx, Queens, Bronx and Harlem was really like getting money and then the Brooklyn niggas was really like <laughs> waiting robbing. for the niggas to get money. Well <laughs> it was some couple BK niggas getting money too, but I would have to say probably Queens and Harlem. Uh, but Bronx is getting it too. I mean, all the boroughs is getting it. But Yeah. But you know, Bronx Harlem, and Harlem is like neighbors anyway. That's still like considered well, kind of uptown, well, you know. Harlem, you would you would go you would go to Harlem to show off. Right. Like, look at what I'm doing. You know what right. I'm saying? What y'all doing? Like, oh, you got the Louis sheets? Watch when I come back next week. You know what I mean, that's what that was. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it just gave more insight. I mean, on on um how they was getting it, how they were structured and all that. Like they really structured their shit to a T. I guess the problem was, and I mean, they got was still big. trying to like. You know, when they be like, I'm just, it's my last, this going to be that last one, then we out. He was still trying to do that last one. They called his ass on that last one. Nigga Hole said, this is what De Niro would be if he ain't turned back. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was, on, he, was, he was about to do movies and shit like that. He was about to transition, be a director and all that, but he still had some loose ends he was doing. And then, you know, ego, you know what I mean? The Supreme shit. Because I didn't know that... Um, Spoiler alert, because this was in the doc. Yeah, um, it's a documentary, though. It ain't no spoiler alert. Don't do that. I mean, well, I don't they, know if people seen it or not. Yeah, but they can look alert. it up. I didn't see it either, but I know that. I mean, you can oh, get the story. <laughs> it's based on a true story. It's no spoiler. It's not a movie. I hate it when people do. I'm sorry. No, because they be getting yeah, mad yeah, when bad. you tell them about bad. a documentary. Like, nigga, this happened. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. 
Nah, it's so, you know, there. he was in and out of jail before they caught him on this last time with the Rico or whatever they caught him with. But Irv, Irv, Irv was going to give him a vice president position at um Murder, Murder Inc. Inc. And, you know what I mean, put some bread in his pocket so he ain't have to resort back to doing certain shit. And the nigga was like, nah, if I do that, I ain't supreme. I'm going to just be, you know what I mean, the nigga under you, working for you. That's <laughs> 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 so basically like, in my head, I was like, that's where you, because I get it, but that's, yeah, that nigga Supreme, he's Supreme. Because <laughs> I damn sure would have took that and transitioned, dog. But he was so gung-ho on being Supreme that on one on one hand, you got to like, like, ah, that nigga so, he's so him, like, he's so dedicated to him and being that. You got to respect it. But then on the other hand, it's like, but damn, like, so you already know, like, you leaving it all on the table. I mean, yeah, luck a draw. You know what I'm saying, win, lose a draw. You leaving it on the table as like I'm supreme because he could easily took that job, did the same shit he was doing, low under the radar. Yeah, granted, like you work, come across certain niggas. They're like, oh, you over there now? Oh, you VP? Oh, I ain't. Yeah, oh, you left that alone, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm still out here, Louis Seats. <laughs> but he he ain't see the he ain't see the long the long term bigger picture because he probably could have been billied up right now. Yo, niggas was getting money, man. Um, I know at one point one of the dudes was saying he was getting he said he was getting off like ten to twelve keys a week. I'm like, damn, it's different. Yeah, some, some good money. That's different. Good money right there. <laughs> ten to tw- ten to uh, no, ten to fifteen keys a week. Shit, I'm like, yo, you got it. <laughs> if that ain't supreme, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> supreme clientele. <laughs> that's, that's a bad week. Crazy. That's different. So how do you humble? How did so? How do you humble a twenty-year-old? You know what I'm saying? Twenty-two-year-old getting that type of bread. How? What you gonna tell him? Ain't nobody around him that got what he got and could do what he can do from a financial standpoint. So who gonna tell him what? That's where, you, like you said, that's where you get that ego. And you know what to say that the pride falleth before the. What what's the saying? How it go? Pride fall before the man or some shit like that. I shouldn't tell you. Yeah, whatever. But basically, pride will have you fucked up <laughs> and ego. And unfortunately, that's what happened there. But I do encourage everybody, if you went to that type of stuff, check that doc out. It's on uh, Showtime. It was really dope. That's crazy because my mom was just telling me to watch it yesterday because she watched it. But I have her passcode, so I was actually about to watch it before this. Because I'm not buying another app, so I. I'm not doing <laughs> it, yo. Family. I'm not doing I was it. Like, let me get that. You want me to see it so bad? Let me see. <laughs> right. Let me see that. And over the login. <laughs> yes. Hand it over, lady. Allegedly, right? Because you know oh, yeah, these, these I, I services. Swap from, I, swap from, um, <laughs> I don't give a damn. I'm looking at that thing through my mama's app. That's my mama. I hear you. <laughs> what you say? Parents. What your, your birth? That's your birth. That's your birth parent. <laughs> but here's the stupid shit, right? Back to that. 
if the mom is the birth parent, then what is the dad? It's just two birth parents. So now it's no difference. Like, so you telling me the man and the woman is the same? No. So like, you see what I'm saying? Like, it's stupid. That's what they doing. They eliminating the word woman. The man gotta be, he ain't give birth. So he gotta be something. He gotta be the nutter or something. (laughs) (laughs) The birth giver. The birth maker. The sister. A sister. (laughs) Birth assist. <laughs> I don't know what that is. No, the birth, the birth, uh, the birth, the uh, the I don't know, facilitator. <laughs> bird, bird, bird. I don't know shit. Bird, bird, bird is a word. <laughs> yeah, man. Shit is stupid. Uh, the jacker. <laughs> <laughs> the joker. <laughs> that joker. <laughs> he ain't nothing but a hound dog. <laughs> Keep it in a row, man. (laughs) Keep it on the road, man. (laughs) That shit is is classic. (laughs) Oh. Oh, man. That is classic. That is hilarious. Um, let me see what else is going on in the world. Yo, you know what's funny? I listen to the Joe Button podcast still, right? And I think that they got a lot better. I think the show's a lot better, but it's interesting because I know that they're they seem like they're more friends than the original cast were, like real friends. Um, but I kind of sense a little bit of tension between Joey and Ish. And only from this perspective, you know, Maul to me used to be the guy that always seemed too cool for everything. I won't say that that's ish, but what I will say is I've noticed how Joe tries to get them to like open up more and buy into, you know, being a podcast host and and kind of playing a role and understanding this to show so on and so forth. And sometimes I feel that ish don't want to really go there like how joey wants them to go there and so there's a little bit of that tension and it kind of reminds me of how i started to hear things with him and maul just by you know how joey he'd be like yo you know i pay you right like i'm trying to figure out how to pay you less because you're late all the time like he'll just say he it like that? uh <laughs> yeah he did he did he did but you know he says shit like that. So some of it is in jest. Some of it is in jest, but I'm hearing it and I'm like, all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, all right. I like again, I do feel like they better friends, but Wolves, do you still listen to it like frequently or you kind of catch it from time to time? Yeah, I catch it. Um, I don't catch it when it drop. I catch it time to time. I'm more on uh on on uh math hoffa's podcast more nowadays but um yeah i hear it but i i i, th- I always thought it's more him and ice versus ish i think with the ish he just be once he started talking about relationships and females then nigga ish be quiet yeah <laughs> you know, he don't like, <laughs> yeah, what i got on <laughs> i think with ice and i mean uh ice and joe it'd be more like um Isis takes is like not politically correct. And Joe be like, you know what? I'm shutting up. <laughs> I'm not, I'll, I'll get to a later date. I'll talk about this. But uh, yep, 
I have no yeah. that's what he be, that's what I've seen lately these last pop, um past couple episodes I've seen but I feel Ice like give it up and I feel like, be like I have no opinion on this I mean he does say that but I feel like at this point I feel like Ice is kind of bought into okay this is this is the new life and I'm all in I feel like ish I, I won't say that he's unhappy because I don't know but it seems like the way that he wants him to buy in he don't be all the way with it because he still be his cool self. He still don't be trying to be vulnerable is the word. He don't really try to be vulnerable. He be trying to like, you know, sometimes like that's how I feel with him. And so I think that that that's a little bit of friction with Joe because he's like, yo, you know, I'd be like, yo, talk, nigga, somebody talk, like somebody else talk. Y'all talk. You feel me? He's trying to get more from his castmates. And sometimes I feel like he don't be getting that. So um, it's just something to kind of pay attention to. Something I've noticed. It could just be me, but it is. I do want to put that out there. And I'll be forgetting they do that Patreon shows, too. So a lot of that should be spilling over from that, too. That's true. So I, I don't really know. I definitely ain't no Patreon dude, so I couldn't tell you what they got going on over there or what they talk about or whatever. But yeah, nah, I, I'm not I'm, I don't pay for it. But uh, every now and then a fan will like screen record an episode or they'll like share it or something on their own YouTube page. And I've seen a couple Patreon joints like that. And then every now and then I think what they do is they'll bring the Patreon episodes as like bonus content on their YouTube channel, just to kind of give you more content to watch, get your views up here and generate more interest to say, Oh, okay. This is the type of shit they doing on Patreon. Let me go pay for it. So I think, I think that's the, the goal there. Uh, but yeah, nah, I definitely don't, don't pay, but y'all should pay for hours though. <laughs> I haven't really watched it like that, but I don't, um, I mean, I listen to it sparingly like Ruse, but I'm just going to say, um, I think he should not do that to people and that's it. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. You know, <laughs> I just, it's just that simple. I mean, I just don't think you should talk to people that way. And granted, everything in its proper context, but still, you said the words. You know what I'm saying? You'll understand it better in its proper context, but again, you said those specific words on air. It's not cool. Joking I mean, or not, it's not joking. Cool to talk to your friends any type of way. I mean, we talk to our friends, you know, but we, we do. Like- we talk. We talk crazy, but we we respect each other. Yeah, and I kind of felt like I understood where he was coming from with his last situation, but I just didn't like the way he went about it. And I felt that everybody understood where he was going with that and that he was wrong for saying it, how he said it. And we all grew from that situation and we were going to press forward, you know, because I'll press forward with you. I am a fan of him. So I I do follow him as far as in in that content, but I don't like the way that you talk to people. I didn't hear that. I don't know if I didn't get up to that pod yet. I'm a couple behinds, but I didn't get that. Was yeah, that that wasn't this last one. It was however many ago, but he did say it. Yeah, I uh, but I like the dynamic of all three of them. I do, and I like the fact that they have their own manager, uh, and I like the fact that you know they still work like. I or Ish or something still build houses and everything like so they still do different things. Well, Ice don't work no more. Oh well, I don't know what he does, but uh, <laughs> you can say that I don't know. But I thought he was. But either way, um, get your money, get paid, young nigga, get paid. True. 
But Joe got to go to anger management classes or something. Well, he been in therapy since he was a teenager. <laughs> they can say it still ain't work. And anger management classes are different. So he needs to go try the anger management because that'll help him channel his anger in a different way. So hey, I've speak, heard. Speaking, speaking of therapy, like, um, Wolves, would you be open to going to therapy? Any kind of therapy? Yeah. Like what? Like what kind, though? It, I mean, any kind, because it's multiple <laughs> kinds. Some people like, nah, I ain't going to no fucking therapist. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I, I Roma just don't. Therapy. <laughs> you said I what? A, I said aromatherapy. Properly. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know you gotta you know you gotta like the lavender. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> gotta have the lavenders. Yeah, you like the what the pink so, the pink Himalayan brown. Yeah, yeah, soap. yeah. <laughs> you know, sound like therapy to me. <laughs> now, nah, but you said yeah though. Anything that involves weed, yeah, I'm there. You throw weed in the mix. I, I'll take therapy. Why we can't? That is not therapy. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. So my therapist can't smoke with me. We can't light up and just smoke. <laughs> you you, got, you try to throw her off her game. <laughs> no, but that might be a form of therapy somewhere. Like in California, they might that's, have. That's the only therapy I want. Other than that, I'm not about to do no Tony Soprano and. Damn. <laughs> 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 I already and, know myself, dog. And and that's just it, right? Because I, by and large, feel the same way. Like you know, and on top of that, I feel like I have a good network of people that if if I feel like sharing some shit or I feel like I need to come to somebody, I feel like I have a network to where I can operate and and, and kind of get what I need. Now, one could make the case that somebody who doesn't know you would be more objective, but I wrestle with that idea from this perspective. Okay, you say you could be more objective, but if you don't know me from a can of paint and I'm expressing myself full, raw, no filter, and you know, they're gonna take notes, they're gonna make certain, you know, notes about you. Oh, okay, he or she responds to this that way, this, that, you know, that that happens. And it's like, well, I'm actually just, giving you my <laughs> raw emotions or unfiltered, you know, emotions. I'm not necessarily compartmentalizing and, you know, doing it with a, uh, I don't want to say with a sound mind, but like how I normally would act, like I'm venting, so to speak, you know what I'm saying? So normally when people vent, it's not so rational. It's not so in line. It's just kind of getting, getting it out, getting it off your chest and then you able to move on. So what do y'all think about the idea of a therapist being objective. Do you think they're truly objective or do you think they even still, whether they're professional or not, they kind of can't help but to judge you in a certain way? See, I'll, I'll ask you first. Well, I've been to a therapy twice. Um, one by myself and then I wasn't going to get married until we seen a marriage counselor because I needed to know um, it was a lot of the conversation aspect, like me and my um, other half come from different parts of the world. <laughs> he comes from the dirty and I come from up north. 
Two, baby, ten and two. I just feel like um, it's not so much of them like trying to to judge me or to like know my mannerisms and everything. And he requested that we have a black lady, and I was like, okay, cool. And actually, she kind of understood what I was going through, so she was able to, you know talk to me in a way that I could talk to him, like I could tell him and he would be able to receive it. So it helped for me and him. It did because, um, I mean, we still have, you know, that's just regular stuff. You still have your regular uh, ups and downs, but as far as being able to talk and like hearing myself and trying to, um, you know, calm myself down if I'm upset, I try not to speak right then and there. I'll be silent. So that I could process a way to say it. Cause you never, I never want him to think that I'm being disrespectful to him or I don't respect him. So I think therapy worked for me because it um helped me with a lot of self-reflection. Like that's not his fault that um he doesn't understand what I'm saying. That's my fault because I'm not making it clear. So it and you feel and that. you feel that before uh therapy, you hadn't come to that conclusion on your own yet well because I mean when you talk to your friends and I get it like my friends are telling me I'm crazy and stuff but we kind of are all women and then even when I talk to my guy friends like they get where I'm coming from but it's like I don't get I don't really get a way that I can say because I can't go to him and be like yeah well I talked to him I talked to my friend or I talked to Jersey and Jersey said he wouldn't care if I said that he'd be like I don't give a f with Jersey right. you know like right. <laughs> so you can't say that you gotta um kind of get someone neutral sometimes and you'd be like well the therapist said I wasn't you know I, I was all right like I was right you need to work on this. You, know? <laughs> <So> <laughs> you need to work good. Like I'm not the only one who can see that you are wrong in this picture or whatever. Like, so it kind of gave self-awareness to both of us. So that's why I'm saying I, I kind of like appreciated it. And I felt like we did need that because now we could do conflict resolution better than we did before. Well, as long as it worked, I mean, you know, that's all you could really ask for. It's a step in the right direction. Um, and I do want to do a couple of retreats, though. I do want to do that, but I'm trying to work on that. That I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm going to work on it. Now, are you talking about like a couples retreat, like the like the show couples retreat where they have like therapy there? <laughs> or, or are you talking about just with your friends and their spouses? <laughs> like, no, which... I'm talking about a couple retreat where they got therapy there. And you go 
or you can do it like with your church or whatever. I you try to you try to do it televised or you try you try to do it. Oh no! <laughs> I thought you tried to sign with WeTV. <laughs> uh, look, if y'all offering deals. <laughs> oh, they got deals now. They got deals. Would you take it? <laughs> Stay in the road now. Look. Stay in the road. <laughs> and to the end of the road, I would take that. <laughs> you gotta go back to this place. But anyway, I'm just right. saying, like, I want to do that. I think that that little, like, I just, I like closeness. I don't know. I'm real closey, like that. <laughs> <laughs> Not closey. I'm <laughs> is that is that not to be confused with clingy <laughs> no i don't want to be clingy i'm not clingy i'm closey i like you close not cling cling sounds crazy uh, it Closey sounds crazy, but it, it, it might mean reach. the same shit. Arms reach, nigga. Where you going? Arms Clingy, clingy is, is it sounds so harsh. It so do, but damn it, close. yeah. See, we don't like we don't we don't like how we sound sometimes. <laughs> no, nope, I don't like it. So I like closely. But damn it, I think that's the synonym. I don't know. Don't Webster, I don't know. Webster might have he might say different. <laughs> They're going to be like, she is retarded. <laughs> Where'd you find this? <laughs> Where, yeah, so I mean, that 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 conversation is interesting because, like I said, I, I'm not so sure about how objective the therapist truly is because they're human at the end of the day. I mean, sure, they're trained to, I guess, compartmentalize properly and do it from an educational standpoint, but... You know, I'm sure their personality or personal opinions have to influence in some way at some time. You know what I'm saying? Because my yeah. real thing, my real, my, not to cut you off, my real thing is who's giving therapy to, to the therapist? Because to be listening to everybody's problems and to have to take all of this on, allegedly not be able to speak about it to anyone, and who the hell is helping you? Who are you talking to? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I be thinking about, because that's a that's too much. No one man or woman should have all that power or information. <laughs> like that's a lot. I think it's overload. But what was what you was about to say? Yeah, I think out of all the therapists or therapy sessions or whatever, the marriage ones should should be the good ones. Should be they shouldn't have one way or another. It should be open and objective to to whatever y'all are talking about at the time. I think it's different, you know what I mean, different styles of therapies too. I mean, like they ain't going you ain't gonna get the same treatment as if you go in there doly and start talking about, you know what I mean, your childhood or whatever's on your mind at the time versus like your marriage or even like you said, like she said she did it before pre, they even got yeah, pre, married. Premarital counseling. Just to make sure this was not I mean. So mm -hmm. that's all it's all circumstantial too. Like, you know what I mean? Like it depends what you're going in there for, you know what I mean? So Word. I just think like the average person thinks when they hear therapy, I got to tell somebody my business that I don't know. And I ain't with that. I barely want to tell the niggas I do know my business. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm going to tell somebody I don't know. But um, nah, therapy is good, man. Especially if if, if you if you feel alone and you don't know, you can't get, got nobody to trust to talk to or just feel like the people that you can talk to just ain't going to understand where you're coming from. Or whatever, whatever's gonna lead you there, man. I say go ahead and do it, cause Word. we all gotta let that out, man. Or else you're gonna let it out the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Pause. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are, because that shit will build up in you. Word. So um, that was our serious segment for the afternoon, evening. So hopefully uh, y'all ain't let that go over your head. <laughs> be safe be safe though <laughs> you said those two lines from those two people that are <laughs> i know i know let's move on, <laughs> let's Ooh, move on. they should have took their own advice <laughs> right um yeah well i said move on but i actually don't have anything else well i i will i, I will say this um for me personally and anybody else out there who's into it, the track and field world championships are coming up this weekend. So I'm going to definitely be tapped into that. Um, Shelly Ann from Jamaica, she ran, I think, a 10-7 last week. Um, and yeah, it's um, it's definitely going to shape up to be a good world championship. America, man, we just got a lot of, we got a lot of sprinters. Like we really do. Like we really do. Niggas is mad fast. <laughs> mad fast. It has to be the hardest team in the world to compete. No question. Like niggas is mad fast. So uh I will be looking forward to that. Oh, I do also want to mention this, just speaking on sports. So I saw something that Richard Jefferson said in relation to the summer league basketball. So Summer League is happening right now, and all of the rookies who just got drafted, they're playing. And his point was to the second-year players. He was like, yo, if you ain't injured, why are you sitting on the sideline with all your jewelry on not playing? Like, what are you doing? Like, you just got here. You haven't accomplished anything, and you can be building with these new players to help build that nucleus and, and that chemistry for the regular season like what are you doing and he was like he holds he holds the organizations accountable for coddling these young athletes because they not they might not want to make them upset or whatever the case may be and i have i happen to agree with him what do y'all feel about that what was what do you think about that you think niggas should be out there playing double-edged sword because your stock can get lowered in the summer and that's a league that just really don't count exactly or you can get injured or you can get injured, man. It's a double-edged sword. I understand where you're coming from. Like, why you ain't out there building? Or at least, like, throw your jersey on or something. Talk to niggas on the sidelines. Don't come through looking like motherfucking Ben Simmons last year. Goddamn, just come through. And that's how they coming through. That's how yeah. they coming through. But what about yeah. if they practicing and they just not practicing with them? What about well, if, if they're, they're if they're training, if they're training, exactly. then they're probably training, you know, with their trainers or on by themselves, whatever. Or with their team, like James Harden was training with his <laughs> his team. He was training with uh, what was that other one? Sam Cassell. Not not Sam, the the one that actually played with him. Uh, Mo, the M, Mixie, whatever his name is. Oh yeah, yeah. He was training with him, but that's what I'm saying. You can't say. But you talking about James Harden? You talking about James? You talking about James Harden? No, we talking about a second year player from a team that's young that but ain't this. He was training with. That's not what I'm trying to say. Uh, I can't think of his name. I uh, hold on. Go ahead. No, but <clears throat> I'm saying I, I get what you're saying. You saying that player was training with Harden and then whoever else was in the gym. I'm I'm just saying to Richard yeah. Jefferson's point. Yeah. To Richard Jefferson's point, I understand where he's coming from. And I do agree just from the perspective of, you know, a lot of these young athletes 
athletes are getting a lot of money and shout out to them salute to them like get your money um but i do think that that has made these athletes care a little less about basketball or not be as invested once they actually get the money because it's like i'm paid now so fuck it we outside and I get it. You young and you're not going to be as disciplined as a seven, eight, nine year vet. Like I'm not even expecting that of these young athletes. But at the same time, I do think I do think there's validity to what he's saying, because I think it doesn't apply to everybody, but it applies to enough people that should probably participate and just kind of, you know, keep their chops, you know, sharp and keep their blades sharp. And like, you know, what I'm saying like, I think it's important. That's all. It's just I a different mentality. But it's a double-edged sword because then if they, it, when you start talking about the money that they're getting, they want to keep that money. Exactly. So me playing in the summer league ain't, ain't – I see – like if I'm just a player second year, third year, trying to get my contract or whatever, honestly, I don't see no upside by me playing with um the rookies. I'm going I'm to play with them. I'm going to play with them eventually, so we're going to build whatever we're going to build, but I got to get this money. All right, so Unfortunately, when you're dealing with like hundred a million or four-year, five, seven-year contract, 200 million, 80 million, like niggas start thinking like, shit, summer league, <laughs> practice? Go out there, young fella. Go get them, young fella. That's how they're looking at it. I know it's a second year, third year, but you, and you know the organization going to be on, on the player side because they want to make sure they get every bank for their buck. They don't want the nigga go out there, summer league, second quarter, and then now the nigga injured for the year. I get it. Trying to prove, nigga. I get it. But, you know, with injury, the uncertainty of injury or the, the surprise aspect of injury, it exists every time you step out and suit up. You know what I'm saying? So I get what you're saying. Like, that's always a risk, though. You know, it's not like it's any more of a risk in in january than it is in august you know like i get that these games don't mean anything and i don't think it's even about necessarily playing so hard or you know what i'm saying i think it's just i i think it's just staying in the gym and i think that's yeah, the point that's i think that I was the point because uh, yeah. on <laughs> one side i understand what jefferson's saying i mean like and he's That's, really talking about the people who are at the game. Everybody's not at the game. Right, right. I, know what he, I know what he's talking about. Yeah. I know what he's talking about. I, I just mean, don't so. like it, like the older players. I be feeling like sometimes they be hating on the younger players because of their deals and their contracts and stuff, too. So, like, my thing is, like, just shut up. Like, Well, he was at the – see, I, I, I get you, see, and sometimes that is true. I don't think this was hate because he was there. He was commentating there for that game. This was, like, halftime. And they were showing, I guess they were talking about it. I only saw the, the clip that was maybe a minute or so long where he was talking about it. But he was at the game, um, kind of how they do, you know, how Chuck and them be at the game or whatever. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't think that that was hate from him in particular. But some I'm old heads do be hating. It don't, it don't have to be hate from him. But what I am saying is why are you – my thing is if they are already – they already in the league. They've been in the league a year or two or whatever – they know what they got to do. They don't need, if they want your help and if they need it, I guess they'll ask for it or some type of guidance or something. But if he, just like Wu said, if we get out there, he start playing or doing whatever, doing pickup games or whatever. 
and he get hurt, he can't play. Like, what what does that say? Maybe he got some stipulations in his contract. You don't know what's going on. Like, so I think it's more so of a person just not, just don't critique everybody's moves. Like, I don't like that. I don't like that a lot about the older players. They critique a lot of these young guys' moves and just let them be who they are. Just let them take the game the way they take the game and, and play the game the way they want to play the game. Like, don't sit there and criticize them all the time. Because nobody it. did that to y'all like that. And I, I hate it. the way that Richard Jefferson talks. His voice is annoying as fuck. <laughs> he just needs to shut up. <laughs> well, so speaking of players and young and all of this and getting paid, Zion got another contract. And I don't understand that either. All right. So now... I think he's we kind of, huh? I said at that point, his name, he, he's a name, so. Yeah. He, he's a name that ain't played 50 games in five years. And they got farther without him. So what it are you talking matter. about? It don't matter. It don't matter. It's the market, name. though. Yeah, it's the market. It's the name. Like, he going to sell some jersey at minimum. So um, it's just. It's a business. Yeah. It's a business. Yeah. I mean, I want him to get his money. Let me not say I understand that. I'm sorry. I'll take that back. But and you probably he probably did some shit in the offseason, got got right. Who knows? Like they see him every day. So I know they ain't just gonna dish out money just because his name's Zion Williams and it sound cool. Like, well, everybody from that draft class got paid. <laughs> everybody from that draft class got got paid. Yeah. So it's just, you know, I guess it, it's it is the market. Like same thing with football, you know, it might be a free agent quarterback who's mad average at best, but He'll get picked up and get this crazy mega million dollar deal because that's what the market dictates for that particular position. So, you know, it, it it's it's crazy how that works. But uh, he did get another deal. I actually want to see him play. I just think that. Yeah, me too. I just think that for him, from my perspective, I just think that he gotta he gotta watch his weight because I think part of that injury is because he was mad heavy. Yeah. And he's already a big guy, Paul. So it's like he has to make sure that he he's keeping his weight at a certain at a certain uh, at a certain level because he's super athletic and all of that shit. And being too heavy is going your knees ain't going to be able to take all that. Your ankles and all that. Like, I wonder if you ain't supposed to be that weight. I'm learning yeah. that now. <laughs> <laughs> My knees can't take this new weight. <laughs> Yeah. You got to get on this Zach Randolph or something. Yeah, man. All the between the legs dunks and all that. Nah, it's not gonna happen. Mm-mm. That's not gonna happen. But I am rooting for him because you know he was real exciting coming out of college and we've yet to really get a full season of him being who we projected him to be. So I'm rooting for him and we'll see what happens. Oh, Zion. <laughs> um, were outside of that, I don't have um, anything else. So I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. But before I do, make sure that everybody out there listening subscribes to the pod. Make sure that everybody out there is telling a friend to tell a friend. And until next time, anything Rico. I feel like on Gucci Man.
in 2006 All these diamonds dancing on my fucking neck cost like four bricks Ain't no way that I be toting on that strap don't make no sense He a million dollar nigga but be posted in the bricks uh, It make no sense, yeah, it make no sense, no, it make no sense, yeah, yeah. make no sense, yeah. Make no sense, no, uh, make no sense, eh, eh, young boy Make no sense, no, it make no sense uh. I can hit it, I can whip it, I can bag it, I can stash it, I can trap out like a motherfucker Hey, you know me, bitch, I just bought another 30, bro I whip too hard, so I got Ike and Mish, got Tina time It don't make sense, I'm not alright, bitch, I'll put you under I ain't cut too much, I got that shit that make them tweak like them Can't be in front to trap too much, the world know who I am This shit ain't sweet, who close to me, I see them hating like them all I know, get the money, still gon' be the one to slam. Like nigga, uh, nigga, nigga, bitch, nigga. Rico music, Rico music, Rico music, Rico music.